This is Pangea. I'm your host, Jacqueline Schiff. We're talking the Fast Forward Health Film Festival, an evening film festival spotlighting innovation in global public health uh, that's taking place later this month on October 30th in San Francisco. And I've got two of the co-founders here to discuss this upcoming dynamic gathering. I've got Andre Blackman, the principal of Pulse and Signal, and David Haddad, uh, director of Open M Health. Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you. Thanks Thank for having you, us. Um, so let's let's jump right in. And um, I, of course, I know you both individually, but I don't actually know how do you guys know each other, and how did you um, get involved in starting this film festival? Craigslist. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what's the real story there, David? Why don't you start? Yeah. Um, so actually, Andre and I were introduced uh, by our, our common friend, Amin Bandari, um, and just, you know, we were introduced over the phone or virtually, and uh, we met, I think, over the phone in January of 2011, um, and we just basically kept having conversations about our, our frustrations, and it was a very kind of a new age uh, way of connecting with someone, um, but that's sort of how we met, right, Andre? That Absolutely. Was, Absolutely. I mean, we, we were just kind of talking about, you know, our backgrounds in the health field and technology and economics and that sort of thing. And, you know, we were both really interested in, in uh, all the great things that are going on right now around, uh, you know, food sustainability, you know, mobile health, that sort of thing. But we weren't really seeing um, all that kind of stuff uh, being disseminated um, well enough throughout the public health world. Exactly. I, and funny enough, we actually didn't meet until the first film festival uh, in person. We had, I actually didn't meet him until November 1st of 2011. So yeah. for 11 months, uh, Andre and I were on the phone, emailing, uh, never met in person, and we just really, uh, you know, had this, you know, great connection and really putting this this movement forward. Wow. And so put together this this whole event and everything, uh, I, I guess, remotely. And you said there was some frustration. Can you talk more about what those um, frustrations were and I guess why you decided that a film festival was the way to maybe solve um, some of those issues? Absolutely. I mean, it was it was one of those situations where David and I, we, we've just been marinating in the, the forward thinking uh, innovation space as far as health for um, quite some time, but one of the things that we didn't see was that uh, the, the messages or, or the, the the people that were doing all these great things that were even outside of health. I mean, we're looking at you know designers and technologists who don't necessarily have a, a health background, but they're you know moving things forward. Um, and we did not see that getting back to uh, kind of like our traditional colleagues uh, or leaders in the field, and and so we just saw this kind of gap that kept widening as far as the, the, the tiny percent of people in the large scale of things who are really just kind of breaking new ground and, and pioneering um, versus the, the kind of the same old, same old engine in public health uh, where they, you know, focus on, you know, three to four month campaigns that get forgotten after, after a number of months goes by and nothing that was really sustainable uh, or, or um, providing long lasting impact. And so, um, you know, that that's kind of what, what we were doing um, to get this get this kicked off, and that's kind of where we got uh, this mutual bond going. Yeah, and I'll add just I mean the other the other frustration is that anytime 
someone asked us uh, what we do, it just, we, like, it was very hard for people to, like, we just didn't have a simple answer to that, because I think that that's something that, not just Andre and I, but a lot of people, uh, we all know, um, in, in our, in this world that we live in, are doing things that are, you know, I'm trained as a health economist, but I'm, you know, doing stuff in, I'm working on technology and design, and Andre is, you know, trained in engineering and health, and, you know, he's working on looking at social media, and, you know, tons of friends doing um, different things, and they're, like, approaching the problem in a very unique way, um, and I think we were, I mean, it was partly, I mean, there is this sort of sense of, like, I, I'm just sick and tired of basically having to explain myself when there are things, people are doing this, this is a real thing, um, and this is something that we need to really show people and people need to see this perspective differently so they can you know, scratch their heads and figure out new ways to actually change the system. Right. And it's almost like because people don't sort of neatly fit into the box of public health, but are doing a lot to affect public health, that they weren't that they weren't being included. Is that sort of what I'm hearing? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, one of the things that we're really excited about is just kind of like the the, the breaking down of public health 1.0, I guess you could say, where, you know, we have people who are, you know, who are getting into like the quantified self movement, who are using sensor technology and, um, and, and that sort of thing to, to track their health and get better at, you know, um, you know, their own health care. And then we have people who are really crusading against, um, you know, or, or improving the walkability of cities. And so, you know, you have people like Daryl Hammond of, uh, Kaboom, who, who's, you know, really leading the movement on building playgrounds back into urban environments where kids really don't have the opportunity to go out there and get physically active and play and that sort of thing. So, you know, we, I, I actually had a conversation with Daryl um, not that long ago, and he was just like, you know, the public health world really doesn't uh, talk to me. I mean, they, they don't really interact, but that's, wow. that's what we're talking about when it comes to public health and thinking outside the box. You know, it's not you know, figuring out, you know, um, you know, abstracts and then, you know, iterating over the next couple of years to find out if this quote unquote really works. It's, you know, we have problems now, what's going to fix it and just get it done. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs and innovators are really just kind of jumping into, you know, transportation, uh, smart cities, uh, food sustainability, urban gardens, all that great stuff. And that is, you know, redefining this new world of, you know, population impact. Sure. And it, it almost seems like, you know, it's it's public health, but it's so much more than that. I wonder if there's um, a, a term um, that you guys have discussed that, you know, is more encompassing or if you feel that term public health is restrictive in any way. Yeah, I think in terms of um, on the one hand, it, like on the one hand, uh, you know, names don't really matter. I mean, uh, but it, we, I've been sort of calling these types of people, people like Andre and myself and, you know, others, other important people in the space, health innovators. And so health innovators are people who are enabling, you know, health improvements, but they're not necessarily the people, they're not public health. I think calling someone a public health, uh, person is, is constrictive. It's a bit constrictive because, Unfortunately, there are people who, um, like one of my colleagues, Jaspal Sandhu, who's a design engineer, um, has been doing quote unquote public health for the last, you know, five, six years, but he's not a public health person. Um, and so it sort of has that, you know, I think I've been calling them health innovators. I don't know. What, what about you, Andre? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I've been kicking around some some thoughts on it as well, and it's just coming from from my angle. I mean, I after I left kind of the engineering kind of you know studies that sort of thing, I I thought about you know going to medicine, but uh, the one on one kind of capacity when it comes to doctors and, and traditional Western medicine didn't really appeal to me from um, from a problem solving point of view. So kind of looking at communities and population. Um, and how we can change things on a on a larger scale um, to, to actually you know going outside of quote unquote health in order to impact it. So you know looking at transportation or something like that isn't necessarily a health term, but it impacts a community, it impacts a population. So um, kind of kicking around the term around population impact innovation or something something to that um, effect, I think really uh, might encompass what we're talking about now. I mean, I know David and I were talking about you know. Cars. I mean, I think Toyota was was doing something where they're helping to monitor the health of the driver and that sort of thing. So, you know, really non-traditional people who are you know coming out and and, and tweaking certain things for uh, the masses is something that's really important. Like that. so, yeah, yeah. To add to that, I mean, like there are companies like Andre was saying, like you know, Walgreens right now is a drug. Uh, they're you know they're a pharmacy, a drugstore, right? Like they sell your yep. soaps and whatever and. Um, and also pharmaceuticals, but but they're leading the edge right now in um, in mobile health. But you never think of a big box store like Walmart or Walgreens or CVS actually being part, a participant in the healthcare space. Or same with Whole Foods. I mean, with their their employee wellness programs, the community wellness programs, um, you know, bringing the idea of healthy, nutritious food um, on the minds of people, uh, on the minds of you know citizens, is an, a, a, a massive public health. Uh, movement, but they're not. They're a retail store, right? They're a, a food. They're a grocery store. Sure. So it. So it's sort of like how can you? You can't really confine someone to say, like to call them a public health innovator to call, call them a public health specialist is you know is wrong in and of itself. But yeah, it's a very it's a very tricky it's a very tricky thing because I think that um, as we as as we're actually trying to progress and improve solve these problems like Andre mentioned. Um, you know, we're going to need these innovative and, and new approaches. And, you know, we, we can't be con- confined by the words or the labels that we call people. And just We just need to get to the solving the problems. Sure. Yeah. And, and so I want to get back to the actual film festival in a minute. But one thing that strikes me as you're both speaking is this sounds a lot larger than, than a film festival. This sounds like you're really, you know, capturing people that don't neatly fit into um, – you know the public health box or or other boxes. Yeah, um, it's 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 one of those situations where we want to see we want to see on the the stories of the people who are who are making these changes and and that's where the importance of kind of storytelling. I think you know on a larger scale, a lot of people are starting to identify more with stories of of how uh, you know certain initiatives are actually impacting who they are and where they are, which kind of leads into you know, what David and I are talking about as far as like the old way of doing, you know, public health, which is, you know, you know, a lot of messaging or a lot of things where we're not meeting people in their daily lives. We're not, we're not coming alongside of them and making tweaks that will, you know, possibly help with behavior and change and and things of that nature. It's a lot of, you know, top down, you know, messaging, 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 um, and, and, and taking from the community data and all that great stuff, which is, Definitely important, but I think people relate to the stories more often. Um, and part of part of the the reasoning behind this is um, 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with Chip and Dan Heath. They uh, wrote the books uh, Made to Stick. Uh, but recently, another book called Switch, which kind of looks at how do we, you know, change people's percep- perceptives on perception on things. And so the whole thing around, you know, stories and how you can actually relate to what you're seeing, um, I think, goes a long way. Yeah, and and not just, I mean, and the important thing is that it's not just any story. I think this was the other question um, you could ask Jackie about. Uh, like why a film festival sort of thing is that well yeah no I, I wanted to get into that you know why specifically do this as a film festival rather than you know a webinar or some other type of conference um, so yeah. yeah go ahead yeah so so part of I mean in sort of the I mean the mission of what we're trying to do is that I mean we're trying to affect we want to affect change, right? And we want to spotlight these innovations and these, um, you know, and the people and the stories of these people and organizations that are really trying to change the way that we live and, and you know, uh, trying to change our health status in, in, a, in a positive direction. The problem, the problem that, like, and, and you know this and everyone knows this, is that a lot of a lot of the way in which these stories are being told, like while they're interesting and whatever, they're very boring and it's very top down and it's very um, it's not exciting, unfortunately. And and if we're going to if we're going to inspire, right? If we if our mission is to try to inspire this this future in public health and to not to you know be cliche, but to you know press fast forward on on health today, then let's think of a cool way and a fun way to do it. And so what's the lowest barrier to entry for people? It's a film. It's going to the movies. It's like, you know, there are films out there. I mean, not as many as we we would like. And one of the things that we're trying to also spur and advocate upon. Um, But I think is getting people in the door to actually sit in a movie, have a fun night and just really like listen to the stories, have, you know, great speakers, some food and, you know, and, and it's not, it's not overbearing. It's not a presentation. It's not PowerPoint. It's not a webinar. It's, it's people connecting. It's people learning from each other and it's people doing something that they already do. Um, And I think that's the real, that's the real thing that why we, we wanted to, to approach this problem of, of really highlighting and showcasing these, these health innovations, um, you know, we wanted to do this through through visual stories, through through film um, and art as well. I mean, there's we're, we're starting to kind of explore the art world and how this works in this, uh, but you know, and but really looking at film as the as the medium to really transmit this message. Absolutely, and one thing I'll say is, um, you know, I attended the the debut event uh, last year in DC and was, uh, you know, struck by, I guess, the atmosphere that it created. Having, you know, you had some some pretty high level people in in the world of public health there, uh, you know, mixing with a crowd that was obviously very interested in these um, topics, and you know, just able to discuss this in an informal and a fun and, and stimulating way. Um, is there anything, obviously you guys are taking a closer look at public health films as they come out or, or films that deal with, um, you know, a lot of the topics that you've thrown out. What sort of trends uh, or insights um, can we glean from, you know, what is being portrayed uh, in these films at the moment? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we're, that fits our criteria is just really compelling and inspirational content. Um, this is kind of what David was talking about earlier. I mean, just kind of touching on some of the film content that we've been looking at. I mean, there's great films uh, that are recently coming out, such as um, 
you know, Escape Fire, which is looking at, you know, the deconstruction or the, the issues that are related to the current healthcare system. Um, and, and these are films that um, are, you know, going across um, the board with, with just a number of people, not just health folks. Uh, this is just something that is really shedding a lot of light on uh, on the things that everyday people go through. Um, one of the other films that um, that I'm, you know, really eager to, to, to get out there or, or to, to shine more of a spotlight on are The Interrupters, uh, which is, you know, once again, more compelling film on what is actually happening in our world um, that's a mix of emotion, but also impact and solutions. And so, you know, looking at um, anti-violence and, and preventing violence, um, but from a, a public health standpoint as, as like a disease form and how do we, you know, um, you know, quarantine and then like treat the actual problem. So it's those kind of forward thinking uh, opportunities uh, to really plug people into. Um, and one of the, the last ones that David was talking about art, um, but also just kind of tying it back into the emotional scene is that um, our good friend Regina Holiday, who um, is, a, is a huge patient advocate um, for, for changing the system, but also she is an artist. Uh, reflecting the stories of people who um, who have had you know um, you know maybe negative experiences or, or stories to tell on, on their own, and uh, so we actually debuted her film Summary Three Cents, just kind of a quick documentary on what she's been doing to change the system and telling the stories of people um, who have been jaded um, by these uh, by the current system, and so uh, w- that was a really powerful uh, piece of film that. Uh, connected to a lot of people that we never really thought uh, it would be that that powerful. Uh, but but this is the kind of real impact that we want to um, get across through stories that you really can't get across through just like reading um, on paper or getting, you know, a poster presentation going uh, or even a webinar. This is, you know, compelling film that talks about, you know, what the future holds for, for changing our health. It adds a different dimension. Um, something I wanted to just throw out to both of you that I know my audience will be interested in. You've thrown out uh, examples that are, are uh, a lot of them are pretty domestically focused. Um, to what extent do you see this as uh, also solving global problems? Oh, uh, you mean the festival or the? Uh, uh, yeah, or, yeah, the film festival and 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 just generally fast forward health. Well, I know for I mean, so our, we were invited by Social Media Week um, in February to actually come up and um, you know showcase some of the films and use our brand to sort of galvanize a group of people to come to uh, their health hub that they had at Social Media Week this past year, mm-hmm. and um, our focus was actually global health, and so. The really interesting thing is this sort of idea of reverse innovation that I think that was sort of happening at, like what, by presenting this is that um, we, you know, we were showcasing films, one about, one called Kadi, which was a film about um, population council, or the, basically the governments of Kenya and, Tenz- uh, gov- Kenya and Uganda um, using a, a voucher, a, like a, a basic simple voucher to be able to improve maternal child health outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort of the innovative way in which that they, you know, use this piece of paper um, to really change and improve uh, just maternal child health and deaths, right? Uh, mortality, which is, which is, it, it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal, uh, it's a powerful story about what, you know, health financing, a little bit of tweaks on health financing can actually do. The other, the other film we showed was um, Infinite Vision, which was about the Arab and Eye Clinic in India, 
Um, and, and just, you know, showing how, um, how we could use, you know, almost like a McDonald's or factory line type of, uh, uh, process to be able to have low cost, um, cataract surgery, uh, given to the poor. And where you also have cross subsidies, subsidies, uh, from the rich, uh, funding the poor to get free cataract surgery, um, is, is another profound innovation. And in the, in the audience in the room was actually very inspired. Um, and they were asking so many questions about how, could, how do you do this and how do we make this happen? Because uh, in their own sort of domestic health, uh, like workspaces that they're in, they were looking to like learn learn about that information. Now, on the flip side, I think that there are some things that um, that if fast forward health gets to go abroad or go to places like you know like Africa or Asia or wherever, uh, it might be very interesting for those for those uh, folks in those countries to actually see some of the innovations that are happening domestically. Maybe there's inspiration there. So this sort of you know frontierless uh, innovation exchange is, is really the, the hope that we can kind of inspire for people to just change the way that they do things. Absolutely. And then just to, to toss in the, on the audience, uh, we had some great people from uh, organizations like the Maternal Health Task Force and uh, Christy Turlington is a formal model turned mom turned uh, maternal health advocate. And so her, uh, folks from her team, um, and their their um, organization, Every Mom Counts, mm-hmm. um, they, they came on out as well. And so it was really cool to see um, those kind of people interested in, in what was going on. And that just kind of gives more food for thought for um, – because basically we, we really want to just, you know, start, you know, making it a priority to uh, to see film as a way to get the word out on what, what – you know, needs are being uh, solved, but also just the the story that surrounds why people are doing what they're doing, the impact that they're doing, so that hopefully it'll just continue sparking, you know, new innovators to come out and do certain things or have people come alongside of what the project is doing um, and, and keep that um, spurred forward. Right. I, I want to just press you on that for a minute, Andre. What What's sort of the ideal that people will come to, um, you know, one of your film screenings or a film festival? And then what's the ideal action that people take after that? What do you hope it inspires people to do? Exactly. I mean, it, it what we're what we're really hoping is for it to be an immersive kind of experience where people uh, from different, you know, uh, backgrounds, like we were just talking about designers, technologists, uh, social entrepreneurs, uh, public health people to just kind of mingle together and just talk about the issues that they're tackling. I mean, one of the things that we really want to do is just kind of start, you know, hooking arm to arm with different people so that, uh, we can actually have a broad spectrum of, uh, possible solutions. And so as we get people to be there, we want, we, one, we want them to meet new people that are doing the same things that they're doing or meeting people that are interested in, in coming along. So, you know, we're hoping that film students come out as well and then, you know, get together with people who are already working on these things and say, hey, you know, would love to help you kind of tell your story. And then that in itself kind of starts more content for the film festival to to dive into. But then we also would love for people to, you know, um, you know, donate their time, their, their, their funding, you know, if that's any... Um, if that's any option to, you know, help push forward the projects that are already going. So, you know, at any point in time, we would love for the people that have their films being shown to attend the, the, the film event as well, to do any kind of Q&A, you know, possibly get, you know, any 
additional you know, interns or staff members or something like that. Um, so, so basically, we just want people to come together um, and then continue to solve the problems as they see uh, these kind of films. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. That, oh, go ahead, David. Yeah, I was just going to add another another dimension. I think to that is what we. I mean, we also want people to you know see, especially people who are in this world like us, um, who might not, who might not value storytelling, but that are inspired to actually begin to start telling their stories. And I think that's that's a really important we want to, um, you know, shepherd through this, the fast forward health movement is really to to get those public those health stories out there because here, the, the problem, you know, we're all very good intentioned. You know, every everyone it's not we're, when we're talking about oh, public health is boring and 1.0 whatever. Everyone that's working public health is very well intentioned and they're very good people. I mean, they're dedicating their lives to really trying to save and improve health outcomes and population health, okay? But but the problem is is that it's not enough today. It's not enough today um, just to be, just to, like, just to have those intentions. We have to show people what what it is, or what are the innovative things that you're doing, and so that people get to become inspired and they get to see uh, the change that is actually happening. And, and if, like, take, for example... Sorry if I'm going on a on a rant about this. I get very I get very uh, excited about this uh, and, and angry. But the the like it, look at look at um, the quote unquote Affordable Care Act, right? With uh, Obamacare, if you will. And you know it, it it's an amazing feat that the American the American government and, and Barack Obama and Congress actually were able to pass this important uh, law into place. And and there and. You know, and it's going to affect millions of people in this country to really get healthcare and really you know, improve health outcomes in, in a very positive way. But what happened? It's it's being battled like crazy because they did a very, I think, they did a very bad job of, of storytelling. I think they did a very bad job of telling what it was, what are the real impacts of the Affordable Care Act. They, they kept calling it the Affordable Care Act. That's, that's the start. <laughs> like, that's a problem, right? And I think that, you know, now we're starting to see a little bit more um, and a little bit more kind of nuance and a little bit more pizzazz around like what is, what actually is the, the Affordable Care Act or Obama, Obamacare. Um, but I think that those, the reason, I, I think that a platform like Fast Forward to Health can really help push that, the message that we really need to get those stories out there so that we, the people who are really trying to make a difference are, um, their stories can be told and they can be understood rather than it just be this enormous document or this enormous presentation or this muddled messaging. Um, let's learn from design. Let's learn from social media. Let's learn from all these different ways. and Let's learn from Hollywood how to do these things. Like, let's not just be in our office, you know, doing these important, this important work and fighting the good fight, um, you know, in a vacuum. That's that's a really interesting point. So it it, it makes me, um, you know, think. To what extent do you two consider yourself um, storytellers or good storytellers? Um, and you know, where do you see your personal skill sets on that? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Um, I I um, I mean, writing writing over at the Pulse and Signal blog for the past couple of years has really uh, given me uh, some great opportunities to see actually how things have been unfolding over the past few years as far as 
health innovation. And so through some blog posts and um, and I definitely uh, love the medium of video, just kind of doing video interviews that I've done over the course of uh, a few years. I really see how that um, versus just reading about certain things has really been impactful um, around people and just kind of understanding the uh, the ideas. I mean, one of the things that I really enjoy doing is kind of talking about skill set is getting the word out on all these kind of great things that are going on. Uh, so for a quick example, um, you know, for, for those of us who know about the, the M Health space and uh, we, we, you know, heard about the whole frontline SMS and medic mobile and, uh, you know, what Josh Nesbitt and his team um, have been doing. Uh, I remember, I think about two, two years ago or two and a half years ago, um, I remember when Josh went back to, I believe, Malawi or Uganda, and um, he was going there to teach another kind of group of uh, community health workers how to use cell phones. And uh, I remember kind of emailing him back and forth, I think, or, or something of that nature and letting him know that I think it would be a really fantastic opportunity for, uh, for people to know what's going on if you could really just catch some content on film and then kind of send it over my way and then we can put it up into a blog post and then get the word out. Mm-hmm. So you know, he, he said that was a great idea. Um, so a couple of days later, um, Josh sent me some, some great coverage. I think it was from his cell phone, actually, of uh, an, a quick few minutes of instruction uh, that was taking place with some community health workers. And, you know, it was, you know, not super polished or anything like that, but it was a great kind of peek into what's going on. And so I put that up onto the Pulse and Signal blog and got the word out on it, and it went, it was pretty explosive how many people were just kind of, you know, on Twitter, just kind of retweeting it and that sort of thing, and just kind of pointing to it saying, this is awesome how, you know, mobile phones are being used to impact, you know, global health and that sort of thing. And I think that's kind of one of the passions slash skills of mine is just, you know, you know, getting people to realize uh, the impact of, of, of uh, their stories and then getting out there for uh, for people to spread the word out. So that's kind of a, a quick personal story of how um, of how I enjoy storytelling and, and things of that nature. Sure. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, I don't I don't think uh, you're necessarily saying everyone has to be uh, a storyteller, but it sounds to me like um, you know part of your message is that people need to appreciate how important, uh, this is what I got from you, David, in your last response, people need to appreciate how important storytelling is, um, you know, today with all the different channels and platforms and multimedia that we have. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, yeah, it's not to say that everyone has to be a storyteller, but yeah. that there, there, there is a sort of um, there is a need for all the important things that we do to be able to tell the stories in a way that's engaging and that will get people to understand what it is that you're doing. And I think just having an appreciation for it. And, and it, it's okay if you, you know, and it could just be the way that you write your next report, right? It doesn't have to be a video. It just has to be in an engaging way that, like, we're not, we're not, we're, you shouldn't write, like, it's it's very it's very sad, you know, that like you know a lot of nonprofits have good you know they have good uh, intentions, but they have bad presentations. That mm-hmm. like they they just can't get the message to the right. They they, they write to the, a very wonky audience, but when in fact the people they really need to, you know, change their hearts and minds are the policymakers, the uh, the lawmakers. It's the um, the people that they're the populations that they're trying to affect, you know. And how do you how do you 
write things in a way, how do you describe things in a way that's, you know, makes sense to them yeah. and so that they can just really get, get it and say, okay, I get it. Let's, let's, okay, let, I'm, I'm, I support this. And it yeah. just makes the job easier, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, cu- I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's funny because it's actually, um, a question I'm facing as I develop this show, you know, it's so easy uh, when you're talking to um, the same, you know, people in a similar space um, to get wonky and to only have that expert discussion, which shuts out a lot of people. And that's like deliberately what I want to stay away from here. But it's hard to, you know, reach the experts and then also um, the other people who might not have expertise in your subject with the same piece of content. So something I'm personally like struggling to find a balance with, but uh, yeah. but I think is a very Im- important point. I think you're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to say that because you're on the show now, but, uh, <laughs> but, but no, I'll be curious to get your feedback in a bit. Um, let's move to the, the actual event. And, and I'm curious about sort of the logistics um, behind uh, putting it together. How easy was it to put on um, a film festival like this last year? And, and you know, how easy has it been to um, replicate uh, your success? <laughs> I'll let David talk to that one first. <laughs> Is that so, a nervous laugh because it was messy behind the scenes or messier than it looked? I feel like that's that's a lot. Well, like, what did it? So what did it look like to you? And then I'll tell you uh, what what happened I, when I, you were I, there last year. Yeah, I was there last year, and I thought the turnout was really good. Um, I thought you know it was like I said, you had an interesting mix of people. Some. Uh, big names in the public health world, you know, Ted Aton was there, Robert Gold, Dean of Maryland School of Public Health. Um, and then there was, there was good food, wholesome food, which like fit in with the message. So it seemed to, to run pretty well. Um, and I know you got sponsorship and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just curious how easy it was to secure those types of sponsorships and just generally, you know, what, what your experience with that was like. Um, well, I, look, we, we couldn't have done the first event without our, you know, special volunteers. I mean, they, they did an excellent job of really helping. I mean, they're not, they're, they're people who really believe in what we're, what we're talking about. Um, and they really just helped us take it forward, um, in December. So we could not have done anything without them. Um, I think it was very difficult, um, especially around the sponsorship, uh, angle in that, you know, it, it's very hard to convince an organization like Kaiser or, or the McKesson Foundation, for example. Um, it didn't take too much convincing, but it's, it's such a new concept. Like, oh, we want to put together an innovation, a health innovation film festival. Would you be able to sponsor us? Mm. Um, it, it took some, it took some finesse. I think that, I think that Andre, Andre and I, uh, really helped. We, we, we got it, obviously. Um, and I think they, they did it too, because we have, we share very similar missions and goals. So that was, that was, uh, it was a bit of a challenge in that regard. I think in, in terms of putting everything together, um, so I think, uh, Andre, I've put on an event, I've put on a couple of events before. I had some experience, and I think Andre's had some experience, but I think we just had no, we, you know, we ran up against a lot of, uh, challenges like with, you know, venue and payments and design and all the kinds of things, but like it worked in the end. Um, I think we, we learned a lot about what we would not do again. 
Um, what, what are some of those? Because I guess what what I'll say is the motivation for the question is um, y- you guys are obviously you know innovators and entrepreneurial and have these interesting ideas tying together um, lots of different communities and people listening probably you know are coming from a similar space and so there are elements of your experience that I'm sure could be helpful for them in future endeavors. So uh, so yeah. So what what are some of the things that that didn't work uh, so well? Um, that that I'm sure you're keeping in mind for the next film festival. <laughs> so we had a very um, it was a it was like a very big group of people making decisions, um, and I think that was a big problem. I think that it was important that we had like a core set of people making. Um, and Andre, feel free to jump in anytime. But like I think this was one of the big problems was was sort of that like, we had this like you know our volunteers and we wanted to make it as open as possible that everyone had a voice in it, but it also helped prevent us from sort of making decisions. And so we had to like fine tune that very like we we pivoted very quickly and you know said this is this is what's going to happen around um, making decisions and that that was one problem that I think that we we won't we didn't do again and we even for the for the the New York event we we decided you know we have some volunteers helping but we decided to be a little bit more um, obviously open but a little bit more um, a little bit central centralized yeah, it's, it's going to be important to have a, a vision of how things will work before you start bringing people on to um, to the event planning and, and things of that nature so that you know from the start, you know, who will be useful for what. Um, and then, you know, like Dave was saying, keeping it to a core uh, number of people to make it work. Um, I think that was that was a, a big aspect. I mean, a lot of things, you know, went into our, our favor for the DC event as far as, um, you know, relationships with, you know, the uh, like venues and things of that nature. Um, but I think I think the, the planning part um, and making sure that you keep it simple uh, that's, that's one of the things that we, that we really took from, um, the experiences so far. I think another aspect of it, uh, to, to keep everybody sane is, um, you know, just doing maybe one event a year and just doing something, uh, where you know, where you know exactly where you're going to go and what's going to be done so that you can, you know, work on the planning part, you know, way ahead of time, um, so that you're, you know, you, you tie up loose ends uh, a lot quicker, and so you have one central focus. Um, you know, and I think that'll work out uh, better as well for, for sponsors and that sort of thing, where it's just, you know, everybody convening into one spot at one place uh, really kind of amps up the, um, the, the uniqueness of, uh, of the event, and I think that's something, uh, because that, that's something where, uh, when it comes to sponsorships, having something that's really concrete that you can, you know, clearly define and, and define the value add uh, to that uh, portion rather than uh, this is spectacular stuff going on. You need to get on board. Uh, it's, it's more like, you know, how is this going to be helpful for both sides of the coin? So that's another learning uh, example from, from our experience. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, David. Yeah, no, I just wanted to add about the keeping it simple. I think we were, you know, I mean, I think keeping it simple was, uh, I mean, we definitely tried to keep it simple. I think we, the last, the first event was, 
um, you know, like, <laughs> we just didn't, we just didn't know, like, some of the things, like, you know, about design and, you know, how things, like, I have never printed, I've never printed uh, posters before, so, you know, you learn, you learn a lot of those, like, sort of, like, industry tech uh, tricks and tips and, and how to produce and sort of, like, like Andre said, the planning is, is the really big thing, like, how do you stagger things and how do you kind of bucket different um, activities so that you just get it done. Um, I think that was, I mean, it's like the project management thing. I think that we're, we're, we're doing a lot better, um, for this time around. So, um, yeah. So what can people look forward to in San Francisco? What, what do you guys have planned? What's coming up? Um, well, for starters, um, we are going to be presenting, uh, we're going to be, you know, having our second annual festival or event in, uh, at the Delancey Street, uh, screening room. Um, which is which is really important because I think that they really embody a lot of the the similar um, Delancey Street Foundation, and I don't know if your audience knows about them or you know about them, but they're very important um, foundation nonprofit that is really uh, helping. It's a very innovative way to really help the people who have hit rock bottom. So they have like a number. Uh, they have like this enormous compound, beautiful compound mm. um, on on Embarcadero on the water. Uh, and what they do is, is they have a number of different enterprises. Like they're the largest moving company within the Bay Area. They have a restaurant. They have a screening room, which, um, you know, is, is really, I mean, people like Sean Penn have been there, a number of actors, Sony Pictures does a lot of their movies there. Um, you know, a lot of very f- big film shops and film houses that come to San Francisco use a screening room. Uh, because of its, it, because of not only because it's uh, a beautiful place, but because of the mission of the, of the organization. So we're very excited to be very uh, cool. yeah. presenting um, at the at the the Delancey Street Foundation. Um, and you know, we will. Uh, Andre, you want to add some more to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we still plan to to go along with the whole uh, panels or speaking or speakers that sort of thing. Um, you know, something something to eat. Obviously, this is in the evening time. And it is actually um, kind of overlapping with the American Public Health Association's annual meeting. So we're really looking forward to having some actual public health professionals who are coming out to San Francisco for the meeting to uh, to be able to kind of come on over. So obviously, you know, at the end of a, a conference day, uh, we're really looking forward to, to bring some people out and refreshing them and that sort of thing with some snacks, uh, some appetizers, some networking um, opportunities, Um and then obviously, you know, our slate of films uh, that we're planning to show. So um, we're, we're, you know, finalizing, you know, most of those logistics and, and looking forward to uh, coming out this week with um, some final plans. Great. Uh, and so if people, uh, you know, want to get involved um, either in this year's film festival or in future, you know, they just want to be part of what you're doing, what's the best way to do that? Uh, sign up for the email newsletter. Uh, we'll be putting out uh, feelers and email kind of like requests for volunteers and trying to get people to help out with either with uh, canvassing around the Bay Area or other ways in which we can get the word out. Um, you know, and also uh, Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media channels. Um, yeah. So if you if you go to uh, fastforwardhealth.org, uh, that's where you'll see um, all the information. And if you scroll down to the right. You'll see the place to sign up for the newsletter, uh, you know, and then at the top of the page, you'll have, we'll have some some cool links to our Facebook and Twitter account, uh, which has been, you know, growing pretty well. I mean, we're really excited to see people from literally around the globe, uh, you know, becoming 
uh, fans and, and, and followers of what we're doing. And, you know, on our Twitter account, we, you know, talk about relevant, you know, material when it comes to health innovation, but also actual film, uh, that sort of thing. So we're, we're really just, you know, working to build it as a platform and as, as a movement for, um, for people, you know, young public health professionals, veterans, uh, students in health and design, technologists, that sort of thing, just all to come together uh, for, for innovating for the future of our health. Great. And, well, oh, yeah, go ahead, David. I was just going to say, and if you have any specific questions or you have any specific ways you want to engage, just email me, David, at Fast Health or Andre at, Andre at FastForwardHealth.org. Yep. Sure, and and I will of course um, add the that information to the website. So if you happen to be listening through iTunes, uh, here's another URL for you: watchpangea.com. Uh, that'll have all those links. But yeah, this this was great. Um, enjoyed talking to you both, and I hope that October 30th is uh, very successful. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, take care. You too. Bye bye. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to uh, this week's episode. And um, feel free to hop in in the comments. I'm curious, have you seen uh, any public health films uh, that you feel passionately about or you think do a good job at the storytelling um, aspect of of public health and related issues? Um, definitely leave a comment at watchpangea.com. Love to hear what you think um, about that or anything else that came up in this interview. There really were a lot of different points um, about uh, sort of the changing scope of public health and everything else. So feel free to hop right in and um, see you back here soon.